Hey, running friends. Welcome to the Wrinkled Runner podcast. I'm Sherry, the Wrinkled Runner. I'm over 50 and I love to run wherever I go, but Buffalo, New York is my home. If you are looking to start to run or you're an older runner, this podcast is especially for you, so subscribe now. I love to help people get running and keep running. Today's episode is about running form. There is some debate in the running world about your running form and whether you should try and change it or if you should just run how you run. Some coaches think that changing a runner's form too much can lead to injury. I do think that for the majority of us regular runners, we don't need to obsess over our form, but I no longer think there is zero work to be done. I've been experimenting a bit with tweaking my form and I am finding that it is helping my running. If you find that you are successful in your running, you're hitting your paces and you're improving, you are not overly fatigued during or after a run, or you're not getting injured, don't mess up a good thing. While some improvements can probably be made, don't focus too much on trying to make huge alterations and trying to learn what perfect running form is. You can obviously make any kind of tweaks that you want and experiment, but trying to change running form from head to toe and changing everything that you do if the way you run is already working for you can lead to injury and also frustration. But those of you who may be finding that you are sore or injury prone, testing out a few changes to your form may help you. You're also going to learn to run more efficiently, which can help you expend less energy and therefore feel a bit less fatigued during or after a run, and it helps your paces. You will get faster. An area that is often overlooked when talking about form is actually breathing. In coaching my husband, I have to tell him to relax all the time. He sometimes has a hard time getting enough oxygen. Uh, He actually uses an uh, inhaler for just exercise-induced asthma. And as long as he remembers to take it and take it enough time before a run, it actually does help to open up his lungs and helps him to get more oxygen. But sometimes he forgets to take it or he'll take a couple puffs right before we go out the door and then it doesn't usually kick in until right before we're done. But he does end up suffering if he doesn't get enough oxygen and then he'll run really, really tense. So if you're not getting the oxygen that you need and your breathing is affected, then it proceeds to make everything else about your running form worse because your, your hands are tense, your shoulders are tense, um, you could be hunched over and your shoulders can make you very, very uh, compressed so that it, it's even harder to get oxygen then. So thinking about running form is something that we can do and breathing is the start of that. So obviously how you breathe is a very personal thing. Everybody's going to breathe the way they breathe. And there are different patterns that are recommended. But if you had to think about breathing too much, then other things can break down. The best advice I can give is to relax. Breathe all the way in and relax your muscles as you breathe out. If you want to try some breathing patterns, there are several that you can try that um, different coaches recommend. One is a 2-2. So you're in through the mouth and nose for two steps out through the mouth and nose for two steps. And by steps, I mean uh, your feet as your feet are running. A 3-2 pattern breathing, you breathe in for three steps, out for two. Then there's a flip side of that, and some recommend you breathe in for two and out for three. So if you find a particular pattern that feels good to you, you can practice that until it becomes second nature. Because as with anything that has to do with running, and especially with running form, 
when you first start to do it, it's not going to feel comfortable. So just don't throw it out the window because you're like, well, I, I'm not going to be able to do this. Even if you only practice some of these things uh, within a run for even 30 seconds or a minute, your body can get used to it more and more, and then it might just become second nature to you, and you will naturally do a 2-2 or a 3-2, and it just depends on uh, what feels comfortable to you. So what about cadence? Cadence means how many times your feet are hitting the ground in a minute. So a common number that's used for cadence is 180. The claim is that elite runners are usually in this neighborhood, and if you want to get faster, you need to try and hit that number. Now, this data comes from an observation Jack Daniels, the running coach, he's an exercise scientist and not the whiskey people, uh, he made this observation during the 1984 Olympics, and he was counting the steps during the minute that the runners were doing during these games. So for those of us mere mortals, our cadence uh, is shown to be between like 150 and 170. All that means is that if you have a running watch, like an Apple watch or Garmin, when you are on a run, the watch will tell you afterwards what your cadence was. Now, if you don't have a watch, you can count how many times your right foot hits the ground in a minute, then double that to find out what your cadence is. There's a lot of discussion among coaches and others that cadence doesn't really matter, and some that say that it does. Like with almost everything you're going to find out about running, there are two different sides to basically everything that people talk about. Most fall in the, in the middle, and the conclusion is that upping your cadence will improve your speed and it will decrease injuries, and I have found this to be true for myself. Now, according to the runnersconnect.net website, which I refer to often and I recommend this site, runners whose cadence is less than 160 are probably overstriding, which is another issue with running form, and that means you're front foot is landing ahead of you and that forces the body to put on the brakes before being able to get moving again and because you're doing that over and over again as you run that can lead to injuries so I'll link to that article in the show notes because there's some really good information in there so all that being said what if you want to see if you can up your cadence there are a few things you can do to train your feet to move and turn over faster first off Try some strides at the end of a run. So you're going to speed up for about 20 seconds and go fast while keeping the front leg slightly bent and under your center of gravity. Don't lock out your leg in front of you as you run. Don't be trying, when you're running, don't be trying to stretch those legs out both ways as far as they will go. Uh, you're, you're going to try and keep that front foot underneath you and keep that leg slightly bent. So that's one thing you're probably going to want to practice before you even get into trying to uh, run faster with a faster cadence. So don't lock out that leg in front of you as you run. Now you're, wanna, you're gonna wanna swing your arms quicker, keeping your elbow closer to your body. So if you practice having your hands kind of brush the top of whatever you're wearing on your lower body, that can help keep your arms where they're supposed to be. So during a regular training run, concentrate on your feet and try to make them turn over faster while counting. Now, if your cadence is at 150, don't try to get to 180 because that actually is not a magic number. You're just trying to get your personal one up a little higher. So just go for a few more steps during a, a minute, like between 155 and 158 a minute, and up the steps when you reach a cadence of 158 when that feels comfortable to you. 
So I'm finding that as I train myself at a higher cadence, I am definitely getting an increase in speed. One note on beginners, if you're just starting out, your body will naturally work out form. So don't spend a ton of time trying to get it right, so to speak. And, you know, don't be trying to do 180 steps a minute or, you know, just learn the basics of running and try to improve from there. You're going to know after a bit if you're going to need to tweak any form issues uh, once you've got like, you know, a couple months under your belt. So since we all do a lot of sitting, we tend to be hunched. I know myself from years of hunching that trying to execute good posture actually hurts when I'm trying to do it right. So I try to run with better posture than what I exhibit in normal life. I find that I feel more energized when I'm trying to run tall. So I've heard it described as thinking of a thread on the top of your head that's connected to the sky. Now you should be leaning a bit into the run from the hips, though you're not, you're not stick straight. Be sure you're hinged at the hips too and not hunched from the shoulders because that actually will affect your breathing as well. And it will strain your neck and your shoulders. And, you know, sometimes if I am running that way, if I'm running tense, um, the in between my shoulder blades will, will hurt for a few days. One thing that is recommended when you are working on running form is looking forward. Now, I have been looking down when I walk for almost 54 years now. So when I try to look around or ahead of me, I will fall. I will trip. I fell over a twig once on the sidewalk because I was, I happened to be looking around. So I have run and walked into poles, but I'll take that over breaking a leg or arm because I honestly always fall if I look ahead. I, it's just my body would really need to relearn um, and painfully relearn how to do that. But my husband always looks around him as he walks and runs. And uh, this past weekend, we did a race, our my first race in like, oh, I don't know, like almost two years, I think. And it was a 5K and it was through orchards and they do fruit wines. And so they have apple trees and we actually ran through a cornfield and it was actually pretty cool. It was a trail run and I'm not great at trail runs and it was hard because it was through grass that had just been mowed. But anyway, at the end of the run, my husband was like, oh, did you see the plum trees? <laughs> I had no idea. We had actually also run through plum trees. I was barely aware of the apple orchard, barely aware of the cornfields, because I was spending all my time looking down, trudging through mowed grass, trying not to... Uh, turn my ankle in a divot or step on a branch. But he always looks around him and it's, I wish I could because it's wonderful that he can just enjoy the run so much by looking around him. But um, all that being said, my recommendation is that you should be looking ahead of you, uh, eight to 10 to 12 feet, something like that. And you know, that's obviously beneficial for you to know if the traffic is coming and things like that. But for running form, that can also help keep your posture better if you're looking ahead of you and not looking down. So I have to really concentrate on being able to look down while also having good running posture. Now, one thing about running form, even though he's good at keeping his eyes forward, my husband struggles with keeping his hands loose. So in my RRCA coaches training, they likened it to holding a potato chip or a bag of chips in your hand that you're not supposed to crush. 
and just having your hands very, very loose. Now, I'm able to keep my hands loose, but he will clench his fists for dear life. Or he does this thing with his left hand where it's like um, he's holding like, you know, when the kids have a gun, you know, their, their thumb is up and their index finger is pointing and the other three fingers are clenched into their hand he he will run like that and um so I you know I'll constantly be like relax your hands relax your hands shake it off shake it off because if his hands are relaxed he's less likely to be running with tense shoulders I'll notice his jaw and his neck will also get really tensed so try and keep those hands loose when you're running and if you have to check yourself every mile and and ask yourself okay you know is my jaw clenched? Are my shoulders hunched? Is my hand, are my hands loose like they're holding a potato chip I'm not trying to crush? Are my legs landing underneath my center of gravity and not well out in front of me? If you do that every mile, um, every time that you're, whatever you're using to, to track your miles, or if you're running by minutes, like every 10 minutes or whatever, just to check out your running form mindfully so that you can try and tweak. And basically, the, the, what we're trying to do is relax. You know, running should actually most of the time be fun. And so try to relax. Now, there is a lot more to running form correction. But like I said in the beginning, most of us recreational runners are better off running naturally and then tweaking or correcting some form issues as we notice deficiencies in our energy or in our efficiency or when we're wanting to up our paces a bit. So for starters, like I said, notice if you're running with your foot landing in front of you and work on getting that foot closer to underneath you with your knee bent, not locked out. So that will go a long way to preventing injuries. Now, if you have any specific questions about your running form, you can email them and we'll see what we can do. This week's website resource is athlinks.com. This is a one-stop website that gathers and lists all your race results. So if you do any races, check the link and enter your name. You should be able to find you and make an account and claim your results and then every time there is a race that you run you should be able to go in there and you'll find your results and it will be attached to your account they also have a way to upload a race that you have run that they may not be aware of so it's just a nice way to keep all of your races and your times and everything all in one place so next week we're going to have a fun one Dave and I will be talking about our running pet peeves. What makes us crazy when we're out on a run? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you know another runner who could benefit from today's topic, go ahead and share it. Do you have any running questions? You can ask me. Email me at sherry at wrinkledrunner.com and if I can't answer your question, I will do the research to find the answer and share it with you. The questions I get from listeners like you help me develop episodes, so please don't be shy. You can sign up for my once-a-month newsletter using the link provided so that you can have all the Wrinkled Runner resources from the past month all in one place. I also have opened up my virtual coaching in addition to coaching one-on-one with those in the Buffalo, New York area. So head to my coaching page on the Wrinkled Runner website, which I will, of course, link to, and check out how we may be able to work together. Until next Monday, thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the run.